The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, everybody. Please have a seat. You're too kind. Welcome uh, in here, out there, up there, down there. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Folks, I want you to... Check your calendars, because today is officially opposite day, which means it's not opposite day. (laughs) Or am I? (laughs) Another thing about today, it's Volodymyr Zelensky's birthday and Joe Biden, yeah. And Joe Biden got him exactly what he asked for, 30 M1 Abrams tanks. Yeah. This wasn't exactly a huge surprise. Zelensky kind of figured it out while it was still wrapped. The Abrams is a game-changer for this war in Ukraine. It's a state-of-the-art battle tank that weighs 70 tons. It is capable of speeds up to 42 miles an hour, plus it comes with a free month of Sirius XM. (laughs) So while you're breaching enemy lines, you can listen to Stern. Now, compare that to the -the top-of-the-line Russian tank, which is potato. (laughs) Now, by the way... By the way, our Is Potato shirts are still for sale. If you haven't got one, all proceeds go to World Central Kitchen who are feeding the people of Ukraine. It makes a great birthday gift if no one has gotten you a tank. So far, we have raised over $300,000. Scan right there. Scan that. Scan that right there. Get yourself a... Get yourself a... There you go. There you go. Pentagon officials have been reluctant to send the Abrams, uh, but then they changed their minds after Germany agreed to send its Leopard battle tanks to Ukraine, making this the first time anyone in Europe has said, good news, the German tanks are rolling in. <laughs> the military support... Sir. <laughs> the military support from the U.S. and Germany could not come soon enough because yesterday, citing the war in Ukraine a group of scientists updated the position of the doomsday clock, which is used to symbolize the likelihood of people doing something to end humanity. It's kind of a downer, but still less depressing than any watch that counts your steps. (laughs) I can't can't make the rings any smaller. (laughs) The folks running the doomsday clock are leaders in science, politics, and technology. Let's watch them awkwardly unveil the big, scary clock. Keep in mind, in this metaphor, midnight is the end of the world. It is now 90 seconds to midnight. 
pause was 90 seconds. <laughs> Shouldn't we all be dead by now? Guys, you just said the world is ending. Do something. Run, scream, have an orgy. Come on, it's bone clock. Blue blazer lady, hop on the rumpled shirt guy. Everybody else just puppy pile on the floor. You already got a tarp down? <laughs> Old man, you just watch. You seem brittle. <laughs> this year's doomsday clock is not just about nukes. The 90 seconds to midnight warning also refers to global climate change, unabated disinformation online, and the ongoing threat of infectious disease. Okay, that's a lot for one timepiece to carry. <laughs> the only clock that addresses all of those issues is it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a quality family joke. <laughs> Put that up in dad's bar. The GOP is still reeling from yesterday's revelation that it's not just Joe Biden. Mike Pence also found classified documents at his home in Indiana. And I'll give you the latest in my ongoing segment, What's Up, Docs? Mike Pence edition. Be gone, you manila temptress. Pence had insisted that his staff did a rigorous search for classified material when they were packing up his D.C. residence, but obviously some stuff slipped through the cracks. And now we've learned how. Because apparently, some boxes came from the White House which did not go through the process the rest of the documents did. Mike Pence, have you learned nothing from those announcements at the airport? Never carry a package for someone else. (laughs) Why, yes. Mother and I would love to take your brick of sweet and low wrapped in duct tape. (laughs) You'd like me to put it where? But that's not where I keep my coffee. (laughs) Now... Now, I'm painting a picture. I'm painting a picture. Seems like everybody's bringing home classified documents like they were ketchup packets, but South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham says he doesn't have any. If you come to my house, you'll find Chick-fil-A bags all over the floor, but you're not going to find any classified information. Holy cry for help, Batman. I tell you, if you, you, you come to my house, first thing, the issue is the smell. You'll be like... You'd be like, it reeks of cat pee, but I don't see any cats. Then you'll trip over an old bottle of wild turkey and slip on a tear-soaked picture of my ex, and that's when you see me pass down on the kitchen floor, full suit, shoe, socks, no pants. But yeah. No classified information. Well, a lot of Republicans are mad at Pence. The former Veep got a boost from the former Prez, who truthed, Mike Pence is an innocent man. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Adding, which is why I tried to have him killed. <laughs> so, <laughs> true story. That joke's based on a true story. That joke's based on a true story. <laughs> now, with these new Pence revelations, the GOP have a clear new target for their investigations, and it's Xbox. You see, Microsoft is rolling out a series of updates to improve energy efficiency in its consoles, thereby trimming the gaming industry's carbon emissions and saving users money on their electric bills. Money that they can spend on cool Xbox games. Like... Like the big ones. Like... (laughs) Call of Zelda. And... (laughs) Donkey Party. (laughs) That's not... That's... That's not how Fox News saw the move. Let's go to my colleague, Ainsley Earhart. Xbox has also announced they're going woke, too, Mm. because of climate change, Mm -hmm. that they're adding a new feature to their default settings. So if you own an Xbox, you can upload this new program, and it will turn off after so long to save the environment, the power. 
Yeah, they want us to turn off our Xbox. What's next? They're going to tell me to turn off my car engine when I pull into the garage? <laughs> How am I supposed to fall asleep now? <laughs> but of course, this wouldn't be a good old Fox News nothing burger without this somehow being about grooming the kids. But they're trying to recruit your kids into climate politics at an earlier age. Make them climate conscious now. Yeah, I didn't but think of that. You're right. They're going th after the children. Of course they are. But again, what's the point of video games? It's for kids to be kids. Yes, why are they corrupting our kids' innocent activities like Italian plumbers taking mushrooms and killing turtles or <laughs> driving a stolen ice cream truck through a crack house? <laughs> so clearly, the GOP needs some fresh ideas. Luckily, the RNC is getting ready to pick a new chair to lead the GOP into a brighter, safer world full of guns and horny M&Ms. <laughs> On Friday, they'll be choosing between current chair Rana Romney, who said my name was Romney, McDaniel, pro-MAGA attorney Harmeet Dillon, as well as, and this is real, my pillow CEO Mike Lindell, <laughs> seen here confirming, yes, I did come to this event without pants. <laughs> Lindell announced his campaign a few months back and said he's doing this for a higher power. I prayed about it, and this is God's will, and I'm, this is what I'm doing. I believe this is God's will, because God loves a good laugh. I mean, <laughs> why else would he have made those monkeys with the bright red butts? It's hilarious. <laughs> Let's give some of the monkeys bright red butts, God said. <laughs> why else? Beautiful. In order to become an official candidate, Lindell had to get at least a few members of the RNC to sign off on his bid. When reporters asked him which members, he said, I wouldn't tell you that in a million years. What, you, so you could go attack them? I'm not stupid. You guys must really think I'm dumb. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Brad Goldstein. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand-new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. guest tonight is a two-time Emmy-winning star and producer of Ted Lasso. He's now one of the creators and writers of the new series, Shrinking. Hello. You're my bushes. They're really well-kept. Is it topiary? Is that what that's called? I don't know, Jimmy. Some guy does them. How's Alice doing? You okay, Alice? She's fine. She's fed. She did her homework. She just had soccer practice. Soccer started? Yeah. Soccer started. And she's killing it. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I have to ask. Is this you forever? 
All right. You haven't eaten. Let me make you a plate. Please welcome Brett Goldstein. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Nice to have you. We, we got a chance to talk a little bit at the, the Emmys this past yeah. year. What yeah. a sentence. What? What a sentence. Yes. We just had the casual chat at the Emmys. Yeah. 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 And you had won. Another insane sentence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are very excited to have you here. A lot, everybody in the building is excited that you're here. Nice to be fans of Ted Lasso and your character, Roy Kent. But there's, a, there's another exciting character that you're going to be playing very soon that we just found out about recently. For those of you who had not seen the uh, after credit scene <sighs> in, uh, in uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, um, you are revealed to be playing Hercules in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Uh-huh. And um, uh, how do you feel about that? You seem annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I am, because look at you. You're a comedy writer. Why do you yeah. look like that? You're a comedy writer. You're not supposed to look yeah. like that. I work out four days a week. I think there might be helium in my barbells. <laughs> so this proves that it is possible. Did this take a lot of work for you to yeah, do? but the balance is I'm also hairy. So, and you know, and I've, been hair? In, I've been in L.A., and... I'm the first person they've seen in 30 years with body hair. And I was staying in, like, this hotel and I went up to the swimming pool and someone called Pest Control. Like, it's different. Did it balances you, Was out. there pressure for you to wax? I mean, there's just too much. I don't think we have the time. Yeah, we do. We have all the time we need. <laughs> was, there, was there pressure? Was, did Marvel try to get you to wax? Did they say, we love this package, but let's, let's whip said, that right off? I said, that's a deal-breaker for me. Yeah. It's just too have you much. Ever, the have pain. You, have you ever been waxed? Do you ever take your hair off? Never. Nope. Don't touch it. Nope. Listen, it's his own thing. I leave it. You did it? I did it once for a photo shoot. I was playing a, 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 a female stripper and I needed to get uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. waxed down. Yeah. And I went to this very no nonsense German woman who said, We saved the nipples for last. <laughs> now, how much pressure was there for you to keep this secret? Oh, look, I mean, I'm scared to even tell you that. Like, when, when I got the job, when you arrive on set, you get taken aside by Marvel security and they inject you with a microchip. And, they, and they, it was literally like, if you tell anyone that you did this, we're going to kill you. <laughs> like, your brain will Just explode. Your head, yeah. So I couldn't tell anyone, couldn't tell. My family didn't tell anyone. And so when the film came out, if you haven't seen the film... I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this. At the very end of the film, I appear. There's Russell in the, in the, in the post credits. Scene, yeah. Russell Crowe does a big monologue. Camera spins around. It's me. So I text my mum and dad, and I go, "Oh, they don't really go and see those films." So I go, "Oh, there's this film out. It's called Thor: Love and Thunder. I think you'd like it." And <laughs> and they they're like, "I'm not sure we would." <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, "No, I, I saw it. I saw it. It's really funny. I think it's actually more your speed than you think." And so they go and see it, and my mum is texting me all the way through the film. During the film? During the film, she's texting me, which I'm furious about, because I think people shouldn't be on their phones <laughs> in the cinema. She keeps texting, oh, this is quite funny, yeah, this is quite funny. I go, put your phone away, watch the film. She keeps texting, oh, this is happening, oh, this is happening. Two hours later, she goes, oh, Russell Crowe's back on. I'm in this film for, like, four seconds. I'm like, 
she's going to walk out and not even know I was in it because she's looking at me. And I type back, look at the screen. <laughs> and then finally she texts, what? <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, man. Okay, the new series, uh, Shrinking, on yeah. Apple TV Plus, mm -hmm. um, created by you, uh, Jason Siegel, and Bill Lawrence, yeah. who is also one of the creators of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you were a writer on Ted Lasso. What is it that you want to take from that show to have in this show? Is there any sort of connective tissue or DNA between these two? Yeah, I, I definitely something I learned on Ted Lasso from, from Jason. I think it's always sort of instinctive, but once it's sort of pointed out to you, you go, yes, that is, it. that is it, is... And I don't know if this is a real word. Intentionality? Might yes, not be a real word. It is. is it a word? It's a real yes. fake actor word. Yeah, yeah, OK. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we use it a lot. But yes. uh, I think, uh, like, you, when you've got enough funny people around, it's quite easy to be funny. It's easy to... You can pile on jokes, you can do yeah. all that. But you have to, every decision you make has to have intention. Like, why are you doing this? What's the message? What's the point of this? We're all pulling on the same rope. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, it can just be a load of bits. Yeah. And they can be funny bits, but it's meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> that would be terrible to just do a series of funny bits yeah. every night of the week for years. That would be... <laughs> that sounds like hell. Well... It, did, it, sounds like, it sounds so, like something that wouldn't really take off. But anyway, good exactly. luck with it. So I, I talked to Jason Siegel about this show last night, yes. specifically about acting opposite Harrison Ford. Yes. And, okay, do you, did you have anything to do, as the executive producer of this thing, did you have any... Did you reel him in? I, I, I did. Hard uh, man to get a hold of? Is what happened. Uh, we, we were like, let's offer it to Harrison Ford, and then laugh about the fact that we're opposite to Harrison Ford and get on with our lives. That's what Jason said. Yeah, there's no way, because he doesn't do TV and he's Harrison Ford. But we sent the script to his agent, and then about a few days later, the agent calls Bill and says, oh, this is really good. Uh, Harrison's in London, and maybe he'd want to talk about it. Bill says, oh, Brett's in London. And I get a call I don't recognise, so I immediately reject. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I listened to the voicemail, which I still have, and it goes, hey, it's Harrison Ford. And I was like, what the f***? <laughs> and, and I thought, if I think about this for longer than 10 seconds, I will freak out and never call him back. So I immediately called him, hey, Harrison, hey, it's Brett. Uh, and I go, how are you? And he goes, yeah, I'm at work. And he was working on a little uh, underground picture he was making called Indiana Jones 5. And, uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, do you want to have dinner on Saturday and talk about it? And... Uh, I do stand-up, and I was like, I'm sorry, Harrison, I've got a gig, I can't. And, uh, and I called Bill, and I go, well, Harrison wanted to have dinner, but I can't because I've got a gig. And Bill was like, cancel the gig! <laughs> it's Harrison Ford. No-one has ever said no to Harrison Ford. And I was like, but 40 people have bought tickets, I can't let them down. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was like, maybe it'll impress him, it's like, we're hard to get. And then I text Harrison, and I go, I know you're working, but maybe I could meet you. Friday night, and he goes, come over to my place, 7 o'clock. And so I'm in the car. All the people from America is, like, so much pressure on me. Like, you've got to close this. If you, you this up. There. If you this up, we'll kill you. I'm getting the Marvel tingle. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Yeah, sure. And uh, so I turn up at the apartment, ring the doorbell. Han Solo answers the door. You're just like, <laughs> hello, mate. And, uh, and I go in the house, and he goes, best script I've ever read. And I go... 
shrinking. <laughs> because I'm thinking, I've seen Riders of the Lost Ark. That's a very good script. What are you talking about? And then I see on his table, he's got loads of scripts. And I think, oh, he thinks I'm someone else. He's, he's thinking of the wrong thing. And I see the shrinking scripts and I, and I point to him and I go, shrink it. And uh, he goes, best dialogue I've ever read. And I go, oh, OK. Do you want to be in it? And he goes, yeah. And I go, OK, then. And he goes, is that business done? And I go, looks like it. And he goes, let's eat. <laughs> That's a good story. That's the story you want with Harrison yeah. Ford. That's fantastic. We have to quick break, but when I come back, I will ask Brett about season three of Ted Lasso. Don't go nowhere. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. of shrinking, Brett Goldstein. Now, last week, uh, we finally got a, a, an air date for Ted Lasso mm -hmm. for season three. Yeah. And it... Uh, this, this is it. It's the, the, uh, it's, uh, they said uh, spring of 2023. Yes. That's not a date. Yes, yeah, spring. That, that's not a date. If you call someone uh, and say you want to go on a date, and they go, when? They go, Spring. That's not a yeah, date. Yeah, that means they're just not exactly, that into you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so, uh... We had in spring, just... Uh, spring, sometime in spring. Just now, uh, Jason Sudeik has always said uh, three seasons. That's it. Yeah. Done with three seasons. Yeah. Is that true? You know, or is the, it going to uh, be like Harry Potter, it, where it's seven movies, but the seven one is two movies? <laughs> uh, all I'm allowed to tell you is that uh, when you uh, get cast in an Apple show, you get taken in by security and they inject a chip into your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. There's no RF interference no, between those two chips? No, they actually get on. They get on very well. Oh, wow. That's, that's and, very uh, good. Well, what about your character? Like, do, yeah. you, do you know, like, the arc? Of, how, how, you, how satisfied are you with the direction of your character? And let's say it's the end of the series. I can say this. Yes. I would happily play Roy Kemp forever, and I would be very sad. Yeah. I'd be... Spin-off? I'd be very sad to, to say goodbye. To how do you feel, me. as a writer, how do you feel about somebody else writing for your character? Because I'm sure you have the voice in your head. Yeah, oh, I try. I'm sure the other writers would disagree with me. But when we're in the writers' room, I try and be completely objective. And you know, I love all the characters equally, and a little bit more Roy. And I love them all equally. And uh, so I, I rarely pitch on Roy stories. I just sort of sit back because I don't want it to be like Brett's always pitching on Roy. But I was told by one of our writers that whenever they pitch something for Roy, they all look at me and they can tell by my eyebrows if I like it or not. And I you try to be totally You do deadpan. have loud eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I didn't say anything. And they're like, we know. We know. I think it's just the angle of my head. If I'm like that, then they go, oh, he liked it. And if I'm like that, they're like, oh, I do. All right, you've, you've achieved so much in your career. So have uh, you, man. What? So have you. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. I, I have... 
suddenly have great affection for you right now. I can't it took quite this place long. the moment of the turn. Uh, uh, but you've, you've, more importantly, you've achieved your fondest wish. You've worked with the Muppets, okay? Mm-hmm. After, after shooting with, with Sesame Street, uh, uh, Miss Piggy, Kermit, and Gonzo, mm-hmm. which Muppet do you think best describes you? And then I will reveal to you yeah. which Muppet, because this afternoon with my producer, you took the BuzzFeed Which Muppet Are You test. I did. I was so... And I have, the, I have the answer right here. I've never taken a test more seriously. You actually went back and changed some of yeah, the answers. Yeah, I was so at a stressed point. about it. I was like, you know, you don't want to get it wrong. Right. <laughs> Who do you hope you are? There's no bad Muppet, let's be honest. All right. I mean, there's a part of you that goes, like, as a comedian, I hope I'm not fuzzy. <laughs> but if I am, yeah, that's not fuzzy bad. bear, that would be it's great. Yeah, yeah, just for the, the halibut. Yes. <laughs> you did it. You are. This is, this is official, because mm-hmm. this is the BuzzFeed quiz, and this right. is legally binding. OK. You are Gonzo. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. This is a lot. This, this is, is huge lot. for me. It's a lot to drink in, I realize. This is huge for me. Well, Shrinking premieres this Friday on Apple TV+. Plus. It's Brett Goldstein, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you.